Oh. <laughs> Can I do it? A celebration. I'm drinking a celebration of the Northwest. The Jubilee Festive Winter Ale. That's a good one, too. Oh, JP, welcome to the Finicky Podcast. Thank oh, you. I'm sure you've prepared for this just as much as I have. I've got sticky notes, so that's something. That's more than I got. Oh, yeah, buddy. That's a nice... Is that some swag you've got on? That is nice. This old thing? Sunday night football. Is that the right song? That's not even it. Nope. Nope. Shit. Oh, JP. So much to talk about. So much to think about. Been really depressing on this side of the the country not uh, winning any not winning many games lately well for those who are listening to this and don't look at their own finicky which could be many could be few uh, i would say that it is uh part two of week one of the finicky playoffs 1.5 of the finicky playoffs and um I mean, most of the matchups don't matter. We used to have a consolation bracket, but um, that was that's kind of fallen off. We've got to figure out a way to make those games count again. Yeah, so so third place gets the first round pick, right? Well, we did that, but every time we get to the 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 thing, usually like Zach, I think last There's year. There's always Zach. Yeah, Zach typically wins the consolation bracket, but like last time, he still wanted to do the race car thing, so. It's just like the race car thing is so much fun when everyone and it's way more fun when the number one overall pick is up. So we got to figure out a better way. We got to figure out something. I think next year we'll do a uh, money pool and we'll just make it that there's obviously money for the top four, but then there's also a little bit of money for the fifth place in true finicky fashion. Have we paid? No. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I'm the worst at getting the money. I'm worse. I'm not very good at getting the money from people. That's my bad. I'm not good at it. All right, let's start looking through. Oh man, let's start looking through the matchups that we've got going right now. We'll start with Tez and Lyle, and I think what we'll do, since these matchups don't matter as much, we can look at two things. We can look at one, the matchup at hand, and who we think will win. And two, where we think it all went wrong. JP, what the fuck happened to Antez and to uh, Lyle? Uh, look at these teams. Why are they, why are they basically dead last? Loser. Well, unfortunately for Tez, he went on the Carson Wentz team, which is not a good start. Nope. Um, I was going to do a, a hot take. Well, not a hot take, but my 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 thoughts on this matchup i was going to go with that route and that was going to be lyle this is actually the best matchup like pound for pound like Locke versus Tannehill, philip rivers versus mike glennon these are actually pretty close matchups the one thing i think that uh i mean tez has solid running back or i'm sorry lyle has solid running backs with carson is is you know I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of hibs yet but with cook and montgomery i think that's the biggest x factors that's my uh my picks for this this matchup would be nasty Lyle because of his running back cores. 
Yeah, you know, you look at this matchup, and I, I probably touched on this last time, but um, these are two loser teams that have a lot of good pieces. You've yeah. got Cook is basically an MVP candidate. DeAndre Hopkins for a while was the best. Uh, Michael Thomas was, a, you know, it's Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah. Amari Cooper at one point, could you could argue, was the best wide fantasy wide receiver in football. That's so crazy that that was this season. Yeah. When the Cowboys were the biggest, best offense in football. You remember that, right? I mean, sadly, I do. Because Cooper and McLaurin, they don't even have an offense anymore. And Thomas doesn't exist with, with Taysom Hill. So, I mean, that's that's three different teams. It's not like he went to bed with one team. So, that's just really, really unfortunate luck. Also, Antez had the Pittsburgh coach. Which means Antez got eight points every week for 11 <laughs> weeks in a row. <laughs> yep. Not the last two, which has been a rough one too, but I think he'll he'll bounce back with Cincy this week. And uh, yeah, and I mean, Al Robinson is hot of late. I obviously he'll figure out he can't start. Stop it! He can't play uh, Debo Samuel. Um, and what would this Lyle team look like if it still had Nick Chubb? Am I right? Yeah, that was a bad trade. <laughs> that was a bad trade. Um, but you know. I, I was thinking about it and trades. You know, we don't have a lot of trades in Finicky. This year we started the trades up because we used to stop having trades because of Scott Sweeney. And yeah. Scott Sweeney would really send out some bad trades. And it we, you know, Zach and I talked, we I think we all talked about it a lot. It felt like cheating. But I've I'm I'm feeling that maybe we'll have a, a, a round table. And I have a, I feel personally that the Everyone should want to trade and get a good deal. I feel like in Finicky, we're afraid to try to get a good deal because it will be seen as cheating if you get a good deal. But to do that would also be to be to say that we know what's going to happen. We don't. If somebody yeah. would have traded, oh, I don't know, Mike Davis for Terry McLaurin in like week two, we'd be like, what are you doing? Right. That's not that's not veto. Veto that trade. It's not fair. But you know what? It we we nobody knew nobody knew that Mike Davis would actually be an every week starter for <laughs> the entire season. He was he was a Seahawk, right? Uh yeah up? yeah Mike Davis we, was a Seahawk. I feel like that was the number one reason I didn't pick him up. I was like that guy yeah. nah. Yeah, it's like whatever Alex Collins. Like you don't want that guy. He was trash. He didn't even make the practice squad. Yeah, or yeah, if I, Antez had flipped Cooper or decided to bail on Mike Thomas three weeks in, like. All of those trades at the time would have seemed unfair yeah. and stupid, but they would have been genius. Uh, so I just, yeah. If so, if you would have offered uh, Mari Cooper for uh, Travis Kelsey in like week two or week three, everyone would be like, "You can't do that just because you don't have a tight end." But it would have been brilliant. So I'm next season we'll talk about it. But I'm thinking we open the doors, we open the floodgates for trades. We see how it goes. Yeah, and, uh, I'm we trying to think of some system. sort of. We, we, I'd like to do like some sort of incentive or like make people want to trade and you know get out get get out in front of it because you're right. I think there's like two trades a year that happen and they're usually for the teams that are going to the, the playoffs. But and then there's then there's then there's bottom. So yeah, because you could be upset that Lyle was trading with <clears throat> Snake and gave him a great player, but like for all he knew. Maybe Chubb's knee blows up and maybe Carson gets three touchdowns instead of Chubb the next week. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. This matchup doesn't really matter. You guys both lost a lot. And um, um, I think Lyle 
I think Lyle will win. Um, I do think Rivers I, I, will go ham. I think Rivers is going to put up big numbers this week, but I think Lyle wins. Montgomery's been one of those guys that's really boring, but he's done well lately, and he'll probably finish as a top 10 back. So it's like one of those really, really unsexy picks, but he's he's serviceable, and he's got he's got three downs because Cohen's out. So that's why I like Montgomery as in this matchup. Totally. In fact, all the Bears right now, all of a sudden, I mean, you could start Mitch Trubisky. It's wild. But yeah, Glennon yeah. and Debo Samuel don't even play football. So I don't know. I still think Lyle wins. Moving on. Bottom versus Bliss. Fun fact, Bottom is on pace to score about just as much as Snake did in week one. Um, JP, uh, where did it all go wrong for Bottom and Bliss? Well, Bottom sold off a lot of people. I will give him credit because we made fun of him uh, on your podcast for cutting Bell for picking up MVS. It's our podcast. It's our, our pod- podcast. And um, it doesn't seem that crazy thus far. And that is more telling of how bad Le'Veon Bell is than bottom. But um, I think Bell just traded too many pieces. He got rid of Goff. He got rid of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and I don't even know what he picked up for it. Scrubs, what did he get for it? Definitely didn't trade high on Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't remember what he got for it, which is not yeah. good. That's yeah. not if a you good can't remember, thing. And that's not a good thing. No. Um, it, uh, he's got a 60 point lead and, and bliss always does well with the lock of the week. So that is my, my lock of the week. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Bottom, um, did pick Lamar as the first quarterback off the board, third the overall round. in the draft. Yeah, um, and then he got rid of him for nothing. Then he got rid of him, not trading for top dollar. Um, and bottom also faced the second easiest schedule, mm. which usually leans toward at least a top five finish. Um, so impressive, impressive season for bottom. Biggest innovator and biggest loser. Usually, not usually paired. Maybe that is. And then Bliss, I would say, had the worst draft. Uh, yeah. And still only finished in seventh. So you got to give him a little credit there. Um, I think I listed on the league note, but um, Cortland Sutton, uh, Kittle, great pick, got hurt. Danny Dimes, Carrion Johnson, Jordan Howard. Uh, all of those guys were not low picks for him. He he actually reached pretty high for a lot of those guys. So Yeah, I'm looking at his team now. Other than like... I don't even know Roethlisberger. I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't start any of these guys, but he doesn't have a choice. Doesn't. Well, he had a choice I mean, a while ago. He, he's point. had a bad. He's had bad luck with Jacobs. Has been really hot or really cold, and Galladay's basically been dead. <laughs> Danny, Danny Dimes has had a tough tough schedule, especially Colt with McCoy. Is who's better? You 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 pay attention to the the professionals when it comes to football. Uh, Colt McCoy or Danny Dimes? Who's better? Uh, from all the tape I've heard. And that's all pretty relevant. Um, they said that McCoy is better uh, because Jones can't scramble. And if Jones can't scramble, that's a majority of what he can do. McCoy's more of a game manager, probably like an Alex Smith, and he can at least be serviceable, whereas Daniel Jones uses his legs too much. And if he's not healthy, this is going to be an ugly game on Sunday night. Ooh, you heard it here first. Danny Dimes, actually not first. You've heard that you heard it here again. Danny Dimes sucks. <laughs> all right. Now this is the this is what we all came here to talk about. The five versus the six. Closest the s- losers. 
Derrick versus JP. JP, what happened, man? Okay, so if you would have fucking told me that Jonathan Taylor and Gus Edwards was a better matchup than Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon at the beginning of the season, I would have been really, really, really frustrated that you said that because that seems fucking crazy. <laughs> However, it is an absolute dynamic duo with Taylor and Gus Edwards versus my two guys that have shit the bed. And I still resent whatever his name is, Zach Johnson, the, the coach of the Bengals, because I know foot injuries in the Bengals, like A.J. Green last year, with his, oh, he's week to week, he's week to week. So um, I'm holding on to Mixon just out of spite that one of the top four teams doesn't pick him up, which they won't, because he won't play the rest of the year, but I can't drop him. So I went wrong with picking a Bengal running back. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't know how I bounced back with that. Like last week, last week I looked at it. I think I had one, one, uh, one touchdown by DK Metcalf on my team, and that was it. That's why I scored 125 points. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else had like four, six, three. It was really, really sad. Matt Ryan had zero points and threw three picks. It was just not a. But then Baker went off, and I didn't start him. So. I, uh, my, unfortunately, I gotta, I gotta tip my hat, and I think that uh, Derrick is gonna walk away with, with the win. You were five and two. Many, many, many moons ago, yes. Um, speaking of trades, that would have seemed unfair. You could have traded Tyler Lockett for yes. just about anybody at that, yeah. like, like week six, week seven. He had like three touchdowns in a game, and then just stopped. You know what he's currently ranked right now? Like 50th. His position rank. I like what I would say is wide receiver 50. His position rank is 12. Still? Yes, that's the problem because he had 20 targets versus Arizona and he scored 47,000 points. He scored 40 points in one game. That's it. <laughs> that's really been floating him this whole time, huh? Isn't that isn't that crazy? He had Yeah. He had in in two games he had 68 points in two games. Yeah, your your drop-off kind of came with the Hawks. Kind of both happened at the same time, as well of, as Zeke's demise with Dak. Then Mixon died. Um, I tried to then, go uh, Yeah, I mean, I tried to go opposite this, this year, and I went a super wide receiver heavy. You know, with Thielen and Julio and Metcalf, obviously that's, that's panned out, more yeah. or less. But... Um, just having no running back depth. I'm starting Duke Johnson this week. It's never good when you're deep into the playoffs. And, and then Miles <laughs> Gaskin got COVID on like Saturday night and was ready to just do a Scott Sweeney and sell everyone, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I would say uh, the only other stat that is also my favorite stat is that um, – so I guess you're what you're on like a seven game losing. So week since week seven, you haven't won a game, and uh, since week seven, Snake has not lost a game. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know these these stats. There's statisticians for these things, but what is the longest losing streak to end the season? What is the longest one to you know to finish a season? Um, these are things that we need. We need to like the, we'll have to call Lyle. Lyle, the statistician, will have to get us information. But for now, I'm just going to assume you've got 
you're taking you've got the lead <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm proud of that is lyle okay i was gonna text him today because we're in the middle of a very severe storm and i don't know where he is you need to find him you need to find lyle he's in the storm he's waiting for you to find him i assume he's under like the bridge in central park or something he's fine but i don't i don't know where he's located currently that's where he thrives um also, uh, in this matchup is Derage. I agree with you. He will win. Um, yes. he, uh, he's had the most waiver moves. Um, he has what used to be the best. It's a, it's a two weeks ago. I told you it was by far, you know, the best QB duo in fantasy football, but, um, Justin Herbert and, uh, Russell Wilson, the it's, it's fading fast there. They, uh, they they were those guys were putting up serious numbers for a long time and i feel like they dropped out right when Derge needed them the best um and then looking at the rest of his team uh with like Justin Jefferson and uh just all the youth he's got i'm just glad it's not a keeper league uh, Derge did a good job of of bringing in the right rookies and uh he'll have to let go of them soon and we should all be happy about that yeah i'm uh he's done well definitely with with Jefferson um I I'm surprised that and and Herbert too. Like I would never have thought. I thought Herbert was garbage coming out of college, and and watching him at Oregon, I didn't. I wasn't impressed by anything he'd done. I figured he would flare out, but I, I don't. I still don't know if he's going to be that good. But he's good enough for fantasy right now that uh, he's he's got a name for himself. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we're moving on to the next matchup, which is our first playoff matchup: Zach yes. versus Stephanie. Zach, speaking of rookies, uh, he's been collecting a lot of new faces with yes. Cam Akers and Jalen Hurts. Um, he's 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 not exactly riding the horses that got him to this point. You know, he's he's got a lot of new blood in his roster. Um, he's got a thirty-two point lead. No, twenty-two point lead. Um, with Je- Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh, Ayukun and uh, yeah, and and hurts and with if you trade, uh, if you trade with bottom, I feel like you have to play those players out of spite for the rest <laughs> of the because he's not starting golf, and that seems like bullshit. Um, against the Jets too, he's starting Jalen Hurts against Arizona instead of golf versus the Jets. I what do you what do you think about that game? Do you think it's good? I mean, he's obviously he's putting his chips on the Rams running rather than throwing. Do you think that's a good decision? No, I would, I would go, I mean, Hertz looked actually really good against the Saints. I, I watched that game. He was, he was mobile. He w- didn't make any, I mean, when you watch Wentz, Wentz is like awful. He, he makes, I've, I've seen a few of his games this year and he throws like into triple coverage and you're just like, what the fuck are you thinking? So <laughs> if, if Hertz just is a, is a manager, like an Alex Smith or whatever, and he can run the, and he's a little mobile, he's going to be, he's going to be relevant. I, I wouldn't start him in this matchup. I would definitely go, you know, golf here. But um, that was that was my one takeaway from this: is he's got hurts here, and you you can't you got to you got to start Josh Allen, who's been a stud. Is is Eckler? Is this his first game back? I think it might be his first full game back, and also, um, but another running back came back at the same time. I think Zach is just wanting to get his money's worth because Eckler was his second round yeah. pick. Yeah, I think that set. I mean, this is crazy to say, but the the Hertz, Eckler, and Davis 
trio yeah. is what's going to probably propel him to a victory. I was really depressed when I scored whatever it was, 130-some points. But then I was really frustrated to know it wasn't the lowest. And then it was the winning bracket, which was Skip, somehow scored less than me in the first week. Well, I look at it. Zach won the Boise State Award, which means uh, he doesn't really deserve where he's at. It means his team has gotten by. He lost Saquon. He lost Dak. Zach, it was not trending in the right direction. He didn't score a lot of points this season. Um, I think it's smart to pump in some new blood. But then you look at Stephanie. Um, obviously, not as many wins as Zach, but uh, she is still going to... Basically, she's sticking with what's worked. She's got Kamara. She's got Kelsey. She's got Watson. Um, this is These have been the stalwarts that have got her to this point, not to mention the Pittsburgh D, who's going to yeah. feast on Cincinnati. Um, I Stephanie's down, but not out. Who do you think wins this? I think it's, I think it's Zach. It, it, it is crazy. I mean, Kelsey is by far and away the best tight end it's in, it's crazy how how good he is like he's good for like 15 every week which you just you can never even a wide receiver that would be amazing so i he would be a justifiable top 10 pick this year for sure if not top yeah. five i uh i would go with i would go with zach unfortunately but i think he is i think he's the winner this week Ugh. well you know stephanie left 36 points on the bench last week with mccall hardman um, I'm sure she's thinking about that a lot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people she's starting that I, I don't really see the point in. Uh, I do think there could be a little bit better roster management there. I I, I feel like Miami's going to feast on Cam Newton. Um, and But I also, Arizona's coming off a big game. And they've got at least twice as much tape, if not more, on Jalen Hurts than the Saints did. So maybe someone can figure him out. Maybe yeah, I mean, he has no wide receiver depth. Like I feel really bad because does Deshaun Jackson still play? He hasn't played a snap yet this season, right? Oh yeah, no, um, no. Deshaun Jackson does not play, and yeah, you're right. That team. I mean, they got back uh, the dude from TCU, but they uh, Jalen Rager. Yeah, they've got Jalen right. Rager, and they've got a lot of tight ends. I don't even know who he throws it to. Goddard, my boy Goddard. Goddard. It looks like a Greek god. You think <sighs> Zach Ertz makes his triumphant return? It's crazy. He's like he's like tight end number sixty. Obviously, he didn't play like ten games, but like he's not even relevant now. And I don't really know what happened to him, but that was quite a drastic fall off. There's a lot of fall from grace on that team. All right, now we're going to the uh, the one versus four matchup, which appropriately has the number one in the lead. Snake versus me. It's not looking good for me. Um, I'm going to say, JP, paint me a picture. What's it going to take for me to win this matchup? Everyone should be listening to this. If Taysom Hill, James Robinson, Wayne Galvin, and CEH are all in your roster, you, you, you're not going to win. That's not oh. going to happen. And Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake. Good Lord. This is pitiful. How did you get this far? What are you Seven. talking about how I get this far? Those are all stud players. Maybe not Probably. Wayne Gallman. He's had some good games. I mean, I've got 
My season took it. We got turf toe. Antonio Gibson. Everyone laughed. Antonio Gibson is the eighth best running back in football right now. Eighth. And I took him in the sixth round. And James Robinson is also in the top 10. And I got him in the 15th round. What's up? He went undrafted, didn't he? Yeah, in the NFL, but not in the NFL. That's what I mean. Um, uh, I, I think I, yeah, so, not, so. What's kept I'm you alive? All, what's kept you alive all season is the Rogers to Adams combo. I I went I went yeah. Matt Ryan Julio, and you went Rogers Adams, and you have drastically outperformed my expectations of what I was going for. Um, I think your biggest disappointment is probably is Mark Andrews been relevant really this year? He's boomer bust, and like yeah. it's all of it. Really picking up George Kittle. If Kittle plays. I might put him in. I don't know. I picked him up. He's going to be yeah, activated off the IR. I don't know. I if he's that. that was a good pickup. Tim Patrick has actually been sneaky good the last few few games, too. He has. I'm not set on my wide receivers yet. Tim Patrick helped me last week. I, I don't I, know. I, would, I'm not I, sure. would, I mean, I could be crazy, but I would think I would rather part, start Patrick over DJ Moore. I know DJ Moore's back, but he's he's so hit or miss. I'm not even sure he's back from. Did he actually get COVID? He was he was out last week with COVID because I have him in another league and it. Oh, was he play. out with like COVID in his body, or was he out with like my aunt got COVID, so I'm going to take a break? Yeah, I think it was probably a break because he he only missed whatever the ten day protocol was. Um, I just know that Denver. I just that offense, man. I hate trusting that offense. Of course, but he's had what three touchdowns in the last two weeks. That's true, but DJ Moore is a streak too. I don't know. I'm not settled on who I'm going to start there. Also, I could probably swap out um, Cooks because Cooks is a much better number two than he is a number one. He cannot be the number one wide receiver. I feel like it took us. We keep we find that out at the end of every season. Brandon Cooks is not a number one wide receiver, but he's a great number two. He has nobody to throw to. Fuller's out. Cobb's out. I think QT's out. Like he'll find someone else though. It's not going to be Cooks, but I might start him. I don't know. Um, Snake. Oh man, Snake. Snake has his his lineup is it's all Madden people. It was last year's Madden person with Mahomes. This year's Madden person with Lamar Jackson. And I would be willing to bet, as this is a semi hot take, next year's Madden person is going to be Derrick Henry. I yep. feel like he's got a, a Madden alumni, not to mention he basically stole Nick Chubb. I think there's a lot of karma working against him, and it's my only hope. I need a dramatic amount of karma and curses to strike Snake so that uh, he doesn't win. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just so he's absolutely got, he's got, he's got a lot of, of He's got a lot of riches. The thing is, like, I would never, ever start T.Y. Hilton. And you probably know this, but Ronald Jones just got on the COVID list, which means that Fournette will get some carries. I, don't, I know LaShawn Coy carried last week, but I would think Fournette would start over Hilton uh, if I were a betting man, because uh, I don't really know what to happen, what's going to happen there. But I, I, I think he's just got he's got too many weapons with Henry Chubb, potentially Fournette, and then. Lamar and, and Mahomes, not to mention, he, here's here's what I said was a de- deciding factor for this matchup. You got Mahomes and Butker in a dome in New Orleans, and this is almost like a potential Super Bowl matchup. Obviously, Taysom Hill, but they want to make a statement and they want to score a lot of points. I think that that duo is going to do very well. I don't 
Edward Dallaire is dead. I don't know he's what not he's dead. He's just not dramatic and dynamic. Well, he's not a he's not a PPR guy because we don't have PPR. Uh, Bell doesn't really do that much either, so I don't really know what's going to happen with him. I, I, I don't. Dallaire is a good, solid seven to nine points a game. Seven to nine. I don't even think that. What's his? What's his? What's his? Let's see. What is his thing right now? What's his position rank? What do you think it is? Don't say it. What do you think it is? I think it is. I I honestly think he's probably twenty. Let's see. He's actually sixteen. Sixteen. See, there you go. He's reliable. He's consistent, except for that one time he disappeared. But I didn't start him that day, so I don't hold that against him. He's like Uh, David Montgomery. Not sexy, but he gets the job done. Exactly. Um. There's enough sexy on that team. There's just no room for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I this was this is the second time in a row that I have scored 200 points and lost to Snake. And I have a feeling that uh, unless a, a a huge hex, a curse, a curse upon Snake's fantasy football team, um, I got nothing. I mean, yeah, really, his only his weakness is is Marquise Brown, who's garbage. Oh no, he's not even gonna play. Brown's out. Yeah. And, Unless and, you're and, listening, Snake. Uh Brown. God, oh, I'm so scared of Brown. He's start oh, of the week. No. Not Marquise Brown. No. Please. He's got he's got more depth. I, I unfortunately I think that stupid green. I think he's gonna keep it or get it back, whatever it is. Well, it's nice to keep it in the state, so I'm not too mad, but Anyway, not looking good for me. That's that's our matchups. We'll see how it goes next week. What do you got for your hot take there, JP? Oh, no hot takes. Just no just, hot takes. Just matchup to matchup. Um, yeah, no hot takes. Oh, give me give me your top quarterback this week. Mm, well, you might want to pause this podcast then. I don't know. You don't know. You couldn't pick one. Let's go with. Oh, I've got one. It's all right. We'll say them at the same time. Here we go. Three, two, one. Tannehill. You didn't say Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. Now come on. All (laughs) right. Who's your number one running back this week? We'll say at the same time. Three, two, one. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Derrick Henry for sure. Fuck. All right. I don't want to do this anymore. Who's your best wide receiver? Three, two, one. Brandon Cooks. Devontae Adams. Oh, all right. All right, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about tight ends. There's literally only one tight end. Um, My hot takes, um, they're all very out in the deep future. Tannehill is my immediate. Obviously, I said uh, Derrick Henry on the Madden cover. I think uh, Rivers and Breeze will retire together at the end of the season, and Sam Darnold will go to the Colts. Those are my hot takes. Write them down in the in the catalogs and the catacombs. Um, do you think JP, Ross- you have anything else fancy it. football to say? Is that it? Is that all you got? Well, I want to go. What are we doing? I mean, have we talked about next season? Is there a, a draft? Are we going to change up the rules? I think we are going to change up some rules. We're definitely going to discuss trades and how that they there's, I'm going to lighten up probably the, the, the review period is like two days, which just doesn't work. 
Um, so we'll probably kill review periods. I don't, I don't, I want to just eliminate vetoes. I don't want there to be any review yeah. there. Um, yeah. if I lose, I'm going to be pissed that I ever, I could have easily cheated. I could have just, I could have just left Taysom Hill in the tight end spot. Yeah. And not, well, you, did that, you then, did that against me. That's how you got your, my fifth that's loss right. in a row. Well, I wanted, I'm, I like consistency and you were losing all the gains up until then. So I wanted to keep that going, but, uh, like there's this fear of breaking the rules. I want to eliminate that. I want everyone to be as scrappy as fucking possible. And that's why I want to eliminate the veto rules. I want it to be the wild, wild west. I like that. That way I would have probably decided that screw it. I'm going to leave Taysom Hill in there and I'm not going to touch my roster until I lose a game. Cause I think that's what it was. It's if, I could have left Taysom Hill in the tight end spot, but I wouldn't have been able to like do anything. I would have had to leave everybody in there. So, have you thought about like a, a they call it the Fab, the free agency budget? We could discuss the Fab. I feel like that'll just lead to the top four most interested people uh, spending there. But I know that Zach really does. Zach got screwed at least once on the current. Uh, waiver system. So we'll put that to a vote, but that means it just means everyone's going to need to be more invested, like more active because like, or, or they, but the, the, the fab, you, you only have so much. So like, if you don't do anything for the first eight weeks and then all of a sudden you can, you can afford to spend more because you're in the playoffs, you can work that. You can, you know, make that. That's a, a good point. All right. We can discuss the fab. I'm totally down to, I, I felt like the idea behind the current waiver system was to give, Anybody who developed enough of a lead in finicky to start the season gave everyone else a chance to catch up. But I don't know. I feel like it could, we could do Feb. I think that'd be fine. I'm not even, I don't know where I am in the waiver wire rank, but I've lost seven in a row, so I should be number one. So that's the other <laughs> thing is like, as, as a person who's not contributing to the top four, should I have access to waiver wire people? I think so. I don't want I I like our playoff system because I like the playoffs to mean something. And like I'm in another you, league where that, like I was you need the second. other players you need the other players to be playing for something because otherwise I'm taking away from someone's championship by picking up someone in, in for the I don't even know what I'm playing for, fifth or sixth place, and it doesn't mean anything. So right. we gotta make well, we gotta taking make away spot. from their championship potential is probably something to play for in itself. But also, uh, yeah, I'd like to create something to play for. And I'd also like people to keep playing because I like the playoffs to mean something. But also that means that not as many people get to play in them. Um, right. Yeah, because I'm in other leagues where like you can be in second place. And that just means when the playoffs start, you play the person in seventh place, which is like, no, that's no, that sucks. Like that's that's not I want more of an advantage than that. I want making yeah. it to the playoffs to mean something. So, right. Anyway, um, yeah, we have that. We have waivers. We have uh, there's some other stuff we can discuss. We'll set up. Uh, we'll do the the finicky roundtable, the the finicky uh, retreat, where we will all discuss all the finicky options. We will have the draft and all that, depending on COVID. We'll figure out some plans, and um, we'll obviously, yeah, we'll do some. We'll get some money behind it next season, and uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. JP, thank you for joining the Finicky Podcast. Moose says hello. How old? Is, how big is Moose now? Fucking huge. He's, I mean, he's not as big as he could be. He's like 180. I think he's stuck there. Maybe he'll get fatter when he's older. Too active. 
But I'm in the middle of a blizzard, so I'm probably gonna go and try and hunker down. That makes sense. Here, this makes him look thick. Here, Bruce, come on. Come on up here. Come on. Come on. Get your stupid body. Oh, God, you big dumb dog. Oh, he's so dumb. much. He's so much taller than you. I know that feeling. Okay, that's enough out of you, JP. Thank you for visiting the Finicky Podcast. Good Finicky. Goodbye. Say bye, Moose. Be safe. Be well. He's not saying goodbye. He's just stepping on my nuts. All right. Thanks, JP. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Oh, my nuts. Oh, my nuts.